WKAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Quaid makes the shot, takes the shot, in and out of Vasilevsky's club. Stafford scores! Drew Stafford puts the Bruins on top! Now to Nash, he's got Pasternak in front. Pasternak scores! Looking for Stafford, brings it out wide. Crew taps to Chara, he scores! The captain makes it 3-0, and the Bruins are 10-48 from the Stanley Cup playoffs. Pasternak scores! Don't forget what this team has done since the 9th of February. The Boston Bruins are back in the playoffs. Hour number two here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPN NHRadio.com. Ashish Sharma, Brian Roach, and Dave Pollard in the house till 2 p.m. this afternoon. No Mark Lazelle today. He is off on a camping trip, so it's just the three of us. I feel like that intro is a little too epic for, it's awesome. It's, it, it is awesome, but considering that you know, the Bruins like have sucked for the majority of the year. Awesome. It's, they're not cup contenders. Bruins yeah, fans, not really don't cup listen contenders. to these two bozos. They're all right? not cup contenders. No, Bruins listen, I'm fans, happy they're back in it. Rejoice, okay? You deserve this, Bruins fans. More than half of the teams make the playoffs. You know that, right? I do know that. Okay, <laughs> You so. know that this team didn't make it the last two years, Well, right? yeah, that's because of epic collapses. Bruins fans, that moment when they clinched on Tuesday... <laughs> They, was nice. They no, no, jokes you aside, can enjoy that. Hold on, hold on. You're allowed to enjoy <laughs> them they, clinching when, a spot. When you when you clinch two days before the season ends. Yes. Okay. You yeah, would, absolutely. Right. It's better than uh, than them uh, doing what they did the last two years, choking down the stretch, I enjoy having to go into the final game of the season, and oh, choking some more. I enjoyed All right? that. That is not what you want. I enjoyed that. The Bruins did the, the exact blues? opposite I, this I year. I enjoy watching uh, watching watching teams suffer. Well, that's that's, a, that's that's why I was disappointed. That's horrible. Of I you. was disappointed <laughs> that the Cubs won because now there's no big. Story You're not lines. a true baseball fan if you were disappointed the Cubs. There's won. no good baseball lines anymore. Yeah, it, that's true. There's no that's go, true. Uh, there's no there's good baseball what storylines storylines. Story okay, yeah. but we're not talking about that. We're Bruins not. fans, you can enjoy this. Okay, they're not going to make a cup run, but you can enjoy that this is a step forward for them. It is. The last two years, all we've complained about is that this team was. Uh, where exactly? We didn't know. We weren't, we, really, we weren't sure. Yeah. They, they were didn't doing have an that, identity for. They were like doing that sort of, of in between thing with mm-hmm. their players, and where Claude they, didn't they help. kept veteran guys, <laughs> and they were. And Claude certainly didn't help young players move along. All right, but they had some. Uh, they had some decent drafts, starting with David Pasternak a couple years ago, and the young players are finally starting to have somewhat of an impact. And now that Claude's gone, and we've seen this shift in play from the Bruins. You can say that the team is finally moving forward instead of remaining stagnant or moving backwards even. All right, so uh, obviously they clinch on Tuesday. That 4 nothing win against Tampa Bay at the time it was their sixth straight win, which I'm going to get to why that's, uh, that's huge for this team. Six straight wins going down the stretch here. Obviously because of what happened the last two years, and I'll get into some of those stats. 
Uh, dominant performance by Tuka Rask on a, and a good effort to stifle Tampa's momentum early on because Tampa came out ready to play. Yeah, and then um, they, they killed off that nice uh, five-minute uh, major. Was that uh, that was that game, right? Yeah, and we're gonna get to Brad Marchand <laughs> as well in a later segment. But uh, uh, honestly, See, I watched taps. the game. Uh, yeah, the Vanilla Nut Taps. Uh, you can you can see why. Uh, you know, people are upset with Marshan, obviously. But if you look at that game, right, uh, Marshan goes out with that game misconduct, five minute penalty. They kill that penalty, mm-hmm. and from there they it, it they launched owned them. that game. It launched them from yeah. there. It gave them momentum. So right. in an ass backwards sort of way, and then they won the against Ottawa. The penalty helped right? them a little bit. Uh, no, they lost to Ottawa two to one in a shootout on Thursday. To they still got that a point. Up. So though. that ended their six game win streak. They did get a point. Uh, which is important, except for the fact that they are 0-3-1 against the Senators this year, which is your potential first-round playoff aren't, matchup. Aren't In fact, the, it's the most they, likely first-round playoff aren't matchup. Aren't the all three teams that they've uh, that they will have? They haven't won. Have. They, they haven't, haven't won a game any, against any of them. Tor- Toronto, the Capitals, and Ottawa. Yeah. They haven't they won have, a single game. They have not game. won a single game, and I wish I had the full record against those teams, but they are over. Like, oh, it's like okay, oh, they're oh, over. Oh, oh, 11 and 1. Uh, they're really, uh, <laughs> uh, they've struggled against those three teams, but. Uh, so, so if you win against Washington. So here's the deal. I'll break it down, all right? If the Bruins beat the Capitals today, they'll finish no lower than third in the Atlantic. And they avoid the Capitals in the first round, which you want to do. Yes. Uh, the Bruins can lose and still finish in third as long as Toronto gains no more than two points in their final two games against Pittsburgh and Columbus, which are two good teams, but they already have playoff spots locked up. Who knows uh, if they come to play. Right. Uh, the Bruins do own the tiebreaker over Ottawa and Toronto. How? And it, uh, because of uh, regulation and overtime wins. Uh, that's okay. what they base it off of. So not, it's any win, do not in head. a shootout. It's should a, do it, it should be. I think that's the second tiebreaker. Okay. Uh, but the first one is any win you get, not in a shootout. Because if it was head-to-head, Bruins would lose everything. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they'd be they'd be screwed. Uh, Ottawa's a point ahead of the Bruins as of today. They play the Rangers at 12.30, Ottawa does. And uh, they'll finish up their season uh, against the Islanders tomorrow. Who are technically still in it, but pretty much out of it. Uh, they need a lot of help, and they definitely need to win that game tomorrow against Ottawa if they want in. Uh, home ice advantage looks bleak if you're the Bruins because you've only got the one game left. Uh, clinching a spot in the division, though, is fully within the Bruins' grasp. Uh, they control their own destiny here. The one weird thing, I think, and one thing that I don't know if you agree with, Brian, is starting Anton Hudobin in net today against the Capitals. Uh, why not? I, I mean, that's what I was thinking, too, after I thought long and hard about it. I guess why not? He's had two great performances of late. Uh, not only one that, against Chicago and like, one big game against the Islanders. The game technically doesn't matter because it's just about like who you want to face in the first uh, round. But it, it is important, in my opinion, to avoid the Capitals in round. Well, yeah, because you'd get swept. Right. So it's in your hands here. Today, yeah. if you win, it doesn't matter what Ottawa and Toronto do in their final two games. You lock up a spot in the Atlantic. I feel like you'd still lose to Ottawa and Toronto, but at least... But it... you stand a much better chance against right. those two teams. And look, for what it's worth, if you get Ottawa, yeah, you're 0-3-1, but that last game on Thursday was their best game against Ottawa, and they very well could have pulled that out. Well, you th- the thing is, the last couple of seasons, it's been Ottawa that's been there. Uh, yeah, the Achilles heel. <laughs> right. The Absolutely. Kryptonite. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and you know what? The Capitals today, they're coming in with pretty much a full roster from what I hear, and they wrapped up the President's Trophy as the league's best team. 
Uh, they'll destroy you in yeah. round one. They will crush you. They are uh, not only the third highest scoring team in the league, they're the best defensive team in the league, which is not something you think of when you think of Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Right, because Alex Ovechkin is always a negative, uh, the plus rate, the plus minus. Well, and I think he's uh, he's pretty uh, positive this year in the yeah. plus uh, minus category, Well, he's always been like negative fi- like 25, right. 30. Well, and when you're a team that gives up the lowest amount of goals in a season, a lot of your players are going to have positive right. in the plus minus category. Uh, there's still a scenario in which the Bruins could play the Leafs, though it's unlikely. Ottawa would have to lose both of their games in Toronto, at least one in regulation, and Toronto has to win out against uh, two tough teams, right. essentially. So if you want to play the Leafs, that's the series you really want. There's an outside chance you get them, uh, though it's not likely, but that series would be entertaining as all hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Leafs are a fast team up and down the ice, uh, and the Bruins with their new style under Cassidy. That would be a run-and-gun sort of series. You'd have a lot of entertainment in that one. Uh, if you're the Bruins, look, just don't screw this up today. I, I know it's the Capitals. They're the best team in the league. You don't expect to win, and you're putting Anton Hudobin in, in net. Again, throwing him to the Wolves like you did last week against Chicago. But Hudobin's won six in a row, and, he, and he's come through in two huge he games He made 41 for saves recently. in that game against 41 Chicago? 41 out of 43 shots he stopped against Chicago. Uh, so... Look, why not, right? He's hot. He's looking good. Uh, it's an adventure a lot of times with Udobin and Net, but that's uh, when he's on, he's making saves, and so you're going to have to deal with that a little bit. But it does feel a little bit like they're willing to let the chips fall where they may. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's in your control to go ahead and lock up a spot in the Atlantic and avoid Washington. So I would hope that the Bruins will go ahead and do that. Um, quickly on the final stretches here, and why why you should rejoice if you're a Bruins fan. This year is different because you're finally starting to move forward as a team and as a roster under Bruce Cassidy. Uh, since February 9th, the final 25 games of the season under Bruce, the Bruins went 18-5-2, which is a decent sample size, really. It's more than a quarter of a season. Right. So with that in mind, let's revisit the horror of the last two seasons real quick. Ooh, fun. Uh, last year <laughs> in the final, uh, so I went with the final 25 games. Well, right? that's, that's, that's a good... Uh, it's a good barometer yeah. for, for a choking team or a team that plays themselves into it down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Again, they're 18-5-2 in the final 25 games with one to go. That's not bad. Uh, under Bruce. That's really good. They played themselves back into it. They were out of it at that point in, on February 9th uh, when Bruce took over. Last year, the Bruins went 12-10-3 in the final 25 games, but they went 4-6-1 in those final 11 games, including a 6-1 loss to Ottawa in the final game of the year uh, with Tuca out with a tummy ache. Oh, poor, t- poor Tuca. He can't play. We still have courts. So that knocked them out of contention. A 6-1 to one loss to Ottawa last year, who wasn't a playoff team last year. Right. They missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker with Detroit last season. So they tied Detroit for points and for the now final Detroit playoff spot. Does, had to, isn't going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, which is sad because they're leaving Joe Lewis Arena too. Yeah. So uh, that streak, that uh, that historic streak, twenty three. I think it was twenty five years. Yeah, it was twenty five or something. Twenty five yeah. straight years. I can look years. it up, but yeah, it's like two decades of. And they're leaving the, the Joe too, so yeah. a lot of history ending there for Detroit this year. But uh, that's the, and their the last point. game at, at Detroit is today, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But uh, enough of the Red Wings. Uh, in 2015, the year before last, 25 yes. seasons. The Bruins had a truly epic meltdown in 2015 in March and April. Uh, they uh, again, you might remember, this was the year they were in second place yep. handily yep, in, in March. the in the Atlantic Division at the beginning of March. 
uh, and they were nipping at Montreal's heels for the first place right. spot in the Atlantic. And then they went 11-7-7. and And it sounds better than it is in hockey, right, when you have those overtime losses? Yeah. That's 11 wins and 14 losses, okay? Yeah. That's 11-14 and 14 down the stretch. Uh, so that's not good enough in the final 25 games. And even worse, they went 4-5-5, five, and five, which is 4-10 and 10 in the final 14 games of that season. And they lost four straight. To end the year, well, got missing the playoffs points. by two points. They missed the playoffs by two points after losing those final four games of the year when you only needed one of those games to be a victory. Right. All right, so they couldn't pull it off. Well, were some of those games. overtime losses? Sorry? Were any of those four losses overtime losses? There might have been two in there. Okay. From what so, I so but you, look, a loss is a loss when you're trying well, to fight Well, I know, but if it's an spot. overtime loss, you need two of those to get two points. Right. Well, you still could have used a regulation win. Or a win in general. Right. Or uh, a win Just a win would have gotten you uh, in. Uh, uh, two wins, technically. You needed two more points. Yes. <laughs> Point is, they had it. They obviously had it wrapped up, and they couldn't finish it off the last two seasons. So last year, uh, you know, when you're in, Febu- in February of last year, uh, you're, again, in second in the Atlantic. And, you, and you, this year you had to crawl back. That's what, that's what the difference is. You well, were out of it. What was, it. That's what's different. The last two years you were in well, and you fell out. This year you were out and you climbed back in. They were out of it, they got back in, and then they were out of it again. Uh, right, for a second. For a second. For and a we'll, few games. Let's go over that stretch because <laughs> Bruce came in and a few things happened that we hadn't seen under Claude Julian, Coach Bruins' team. They, they won against West Coast teams. Yep. They were previously 0-6 in their prior six matchups against those West Coast teams. That's San Jose, Anaheim, L.A. Uh, they went 4-1 and against those teams in February. Interesting. The first game being that game uh, for Bruce against San Jose where they came out and played a great game. Did they win both games against San Jose? Uh, they did. They ended up winning both games. That was later on. Uh, uh, I think it was in March. They played San Jose again, and they won, uh, six to three. Tuka Rask had never—hard to believe—but never won a home game against the Montreal Canadiens in his entire career. In Bruce's first game against the Habs, you squashed that too. He also a had four eight nothing, shutouts this year. A four nothing Tuka. shutout victory Sorry, for Rask. To, uh, that was a—that's uh, amazing. Part of his uh, part of his career high eight shutouts uh, yes. didn't really help his goals against average or save percentage this year. Which but is yes, strange, but okay. It's because he had really bad games. Yeah, where he, he had was a given few, up five, yeah. six goals. Yeah. Uh, and right after that game, by the way, I just want to mention this caveat. Right after that 4 nothing win against the Habs uh-huh. was when the Habs fired Michelle Therrien and hired Claude Julien. Fun times. Fun times. Fun times. So after that stretch, uh, and again, these are obviously some of the things that show up on paper, but I, almost instantly it, the Bruins became a more entertaining product, the defense became active on offense, and we were off to the races. You went 7-1 and one in Cassidy's first eight games to climb back into the playoff picture this I, year. I have a question before you keep Go going. Um, what... Uh, how would you face the Canadians in the second round right now if you were the Bruins? What Canadians who, have to beat the Rangers, and then you'll end up playing uh, the Habs. Well, I know, but like if you win, if you win against which opponent though? Um, you need to play into the division. Okay, I believe you need to play into the division. Okay, um, but I haven't really checked on that. That would be fun. That would be great. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic if you end up with the Senators, uh, with uh, with the Canadians. Yeah, you're gonna end up with the Senators, <laughs> right? Uh, so again, you go seven and one in the first eight games that Cassidy's coach. 
Uh, you ended up going 11 and two in the first 13 games before that stretch where where you're in panic mode, going, "Oh no, here we go again." They dropped four straight games to Edmonton, Toronto, Ottawa, and Tampa. But then you put Udobin in net against the Islanders, and you rip off six games in a row, leading into Thursday's game against Ottawa. And here we are today talking about how the Bruins are back in the playoffs. Which again, Bruins fans. You should feel good about this. Despite a really dumb move by Brad Marchand against Tampa on Tuesday, which we're going to talk about more in the Bruins segment later, you should feel fantastic about this, Bruins, because playoff hockey, we all know, if you're a hockey fan, there's nothing better than playoff hockey. There's nothing better, and anything can happen. It's not the NBA where it's predetermined. And the MLB, same same sort of thing. Uh, I feel like the NHL and is the, like, you know... And anything can happen. Absolutely. Because an eight seed can beat a one seed. Right. Uh, which is why, you know what? If you get the Capitals, whatever. Go balls to the wall. Throw everything you got at them. Yeah. yeah and you still what happens. In this case, that means something else. But. Right. Right. <laughs> if you're Martian, maybe don't mention balls to the wall because he might get some other ideas. But right. uh, <laughs> look, you sh- if you're a Bruins fan, be excited about this. Because the last two years they were in and they choked to not get into the postseason. This year they were out and they got hot down the stretch under Cassidy and they climbed back into this playoff picture. And now we're going to have some playoff hockey. At least four games of playoff hockey, everybody. So you can you can enjoy this while it's happening, all right? Don't, don't listen to the naysayers. Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, don't put me in the same category as Brian. I'm excited about Bruins uh, playoff hockey. He's the one that's not. I just, I I just look. I've never pretended to be a hockey guy, but I agree with you. Uh, Playoff hockey is some of the greatest sports entertainment. Oh, I agree. Well, so so rejoice, rejoice, Bruins fans. (laughs) We got playoff hockey back in Boston. All right, quick break here on the Sports Blast. That's BS. Coming up next. Don't go anywhere.